This is Daf Gimel in Masechet Rosh Hashanah. We will begin on Daf Bet Amud Bet, four lines from the bottom of the Amud. We're going to be recapping some of what we learned in the Daf Bet, just reviewing it again, and uh, correcting some oversights that were in the recording of the Daf Bet. Where it says, Umimai. So what this is speaking about here is trying to determine when is, when is the year counted from? When is the new year counted from? And of course, we're assuming it's counted from Nisan. And the proof that the Gemara had given was that we see that Aaron Kohen died in Av of the 40th year. Moshe Rabbeinu got up to speak in the 11th month, which is Shvat of the, uh, 11th, of the 40th year that they were in the desert. And if it would be that Tishrei were the Rosh Hashanah, so that would have interrupted between Av and Shvat, and the speech would have been in the 41st year, so that shows you that Nisan must be the Rosh Hashanah. So the Gemara asks, How do you know that the death of Aaron was prior to the speech of Moshe Rabbeinu? Maybe Dilma said Shvat Kadim, maybe Moshe Rabbeinu started speaking before Aaron died, <coughs> and really Shvat was earlier on in the year than Av, because we're actually counting from Tishrei. Don't think that because because Moshe Rabbeinu's speech was delivered after the war against Sichon. And when Aaron died, Sichon was still around. So it can't be that the speech of Moshe happened prior to the death of Aaron. Because it says that the Kenani, the king of Arad, heard. And, the, and as we interpret, the Chachamim interpret, what did he hear? Aaron. He heard that Aaron had died, and therefore the clouds of glory that protected the Jewish people had been withdrawn. And therefore he thought that he could fight against Israel. And, um, and so the fact that Aaron's death preceded this war shows you that, uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu's speech had to be after the death of Aaron. And that's why it says, It says that all the people saw that Aaron died. Don't read it as they saw. They became seen. They were revealed. Like Rish Lakish says, that there are four different meanings of the word key. Dilma One is E, which means if. Dilma, maybe. Ela, rather. Deha. For because, in other words, they became revealed, they became exposed. Ki met Aaron means because Aaron died, they were seen because, meaning that that caused the Ananea Kavod, the, the um, clouds of glory to disappo- disappear and they became revealed. So therefore, we see that Aaron died before the war, but it says, What are you talking about? That's talking about the war of Kenan, the king of Arad. And in, in Moshe Rabbeinu's speech, it's talking about the war against Sichon. Tana, who's Sichon, Arad? The rabbis taught that Sichon and Arad are the same. Who Sichon, who Arad, who Kenan. In fact, they were, all three were the same. Sichon, Shedomer Saich, Bamidbar. He's called Sichon because he was similar to a wild horse in the desert. Kenan was the name of the place that he ruled over. His name was Arad. So all three of those words are referring to the same person. <coughs> and, uh, and all three of those names are referring to the same person. And therefore, that war again with Arad was, was really a war with Sichon. And that happened after the death of Aaron. Actually, Arad is similar to an Arod in the desert, which is some kind of a fearsome 
creature, deadly creature that the Gemara talks about in several places. There's a, there's a disagreement about what exactly it is. Kenan is a reference to the kingdom. And his real name was Sichon. The point is that one of them is a nickname, one of them is his real name, one of them is the name of the kingdom, but they're all the same person. And therefore the war of, with Sichon happened after the death of Aaron. And therefore the speech of Moshe Rabbeinu must have been after the death of Aaron as well. And therefore that means that that Shvat must have followed Av, and that, of course, means that Tishrei could not have been Rosh Hashanah. Why couldn't Rosh Hashanah have been Iyar? It will still work out. Don't think that. Because it says in the first month, in the second year, on the first day of the month, the Mishkan was set up. Now we know that in that first month there was Pesach and everything, so we know that was Nisan. And then it says in the second month, the, the cloud lifted over the Mishkan and the people were going to travel. So the idea is that since when it was Nisan, it was called the second year, and in the Iyar it also says it was the second year, meaning it's the same year. So obviously Iyar is not the new month, a new year because Nisan and Iyar are in the same year. So if it can't be that because it says in the third month when Bnei Israel came out of Mitzrayim, if when they came to, when it was Sivan and they encamped at Har Sinai to receive the Torah, it was already considered a new calendar year, it should have mentioned the second year of them exiting Mitzrayim. It shouldn't have implied that it's the third month of the same year. We still could say that Tammuz or Av are the, new, the beginning of the year. And, and it's, it, obviously the Gemara doesn't think that it means the beginning of the year, meaning that we wouldn't still count the months from Nisan, because obviously the Chumash, the Torah is counting the months from Nisan. The question just is, when do we count the years by? So it's saying maybe it would be Tammuz or Av that would still preserve the right order between the, the war against Tichon and the death of Aaron and the speech of Moshe Rabbeinu. So it says, Adar could even be Adar and it would still work. It, rather, Rabbi Elazar says it comes from a pasuk that definitively tells us It says he began to build in the second month, in the second, which I don't know what that means yet in the fourth year of his reign. <coughs> and this is of course talking about the construction of the Bet HaMikdash and the uh, and the um, the the interpretation of the Pasuk is what's going to lead to the conclusion that it tells us something about the beginning of the year. So the, um, so the Gemara says, my Sheni, what does it mean Sheni? Because it says, it says he began to build in the second month, in the second, what second? My love, Sheni, doesn't it mean the second to the month that they count to his Kingship. In other words, that it was two months into that year of his kingship, right? So, uh, isn't that what it means? And in that, in which case, so uh, uh, so then, so that would imply that what that the first month is Nisan, and the second month, in other words, it's the Chodesh Hasheni. It's the second month, meaning that definitely means is a reference to Iyar because it's after Nisan, and it's the second month for the counting of the years of the king. In other words, it's telling you that the second month of the year is also the second month we count for the king's year, meaning that the Rosh, Cho, the Rosh Hashanah of the king is Nisan.
So the Gemara says, Matkifla Ravina, Ravina objected. Maybe it just means the second day of the month. If that's true, then it would have explicitly said, Besheni Bachodesh, on the second day of the month. Right? Maybe it means the second day of the week. In other words, it was actually Monday. First of all, we don't find weekdays ever mentioned in the Torah like that. Moreover, it says Sheni twice in the Pasuk. Just like the first mention of the Sheni is talking about the month. Sheni Chodesh. The second mention of Sheni is also referring to the month. In other words, basically what it's saying is the fact that it says in the second month, which was the second, it's saying it was the second month in two ways. It was the second month insofar as the year is concerned, counting from Nisan, and it's the second month insofar as the, that year of kingship was concerned. And that's why it says Sheni twice. Now, Tanik Vatit Rabbi Yochanan, there is a Braita that supports Rabbi Yochanan, and it supports it in a, very, him, in a very interesting way, just basically by quoting all the Psukim that we quoted earlier in the Samud, but quoting them in shorthand, implying the whole discussion we had in the beginning of the Amud. So rather than reread the whole discussion, we'll just see a reference to the discussion encapsulated in this Braita. It says, uh, How do we know that we only count for kings their year from Nisan? Because it says in the Pasuk, Because when it talks about Shlomo Melech, it mentions Yitziat Mitzrayim, that this was the 480th year from Yitziat Mitzrayim. We know the end of the Pasuk is that this was uh, the the second, uh, it was the fourth year of the, uh, and the, uh, it was the fourth year of the kingship of Shlomo Melech, and it was in the second month. That's what it says in the Pasuk. So the fact that it mentions the Malchut of Shlomo in the fourth year, and it mentions the Yavetzar in the same Pasuk, that shows you that uh, it's talking about the same uh, month. In other words, it's counting the year from the same month, from Yitzhak Mitzrayim, from Nisan, Uchtiv. And then it says, Vayal Aron HaKohen Elohar Har Alpi Hashem Vegomer, Uchtiv, Vayi Barbaim Shana Bashtei Asar Chodesh, Uchtiv, Achay Akdot, Tichon Melech Emori. In other words, this is the whole argument we had before, showing that Aron and Moshe, Aron's uh, death and Moshe's speech, Aron's death had to come before Moshe's speech, and therefore, Av has to be before Shivat, Ve'omer, Vashma Knani, that's to show when Aron's uh, uh, death actually was that it had to be before the speech. Vaomer vayiru kol aydaki gavaron. Again, same thing. Vaomer vayi b'chodesh arishon v'shenah shenit. So that's that's coming on to the next part. In other words, up till there, it's showing you the the original the argument at the beginning of this amud that started actually at the bottom of the last amud, which is that Aaron's death must have preceded the speech of Moshe Rabbeinu, and therefore. Um, we could see that Av comes before Shvat, and therefore Tishrei cannot be the right uh, uh, beginning of the year, but, and therefore we default back to Nisan. But then the question was, how do you know that it's Nisan? And then we came along with another Pasuk, which actually was from Rabbi Elazar, although it does say that this bright sports Rabbi Yochanan, you need Rabbi Elazar to help you out, because then it says, like we just read before, and that Pasuk shows you that... Uh, that, that it's... Uh, that's the Pasuk of Rabbi Lazar, rather. So these Pesukim are showing you, uh, when we, because the Gemara kept asking, how do you know that it's not, uh, that it's not uh, Yar? How do you, that, for that you have the Pasuk, and in other words, if you read the end of the Pasuk, you'll see the proof, which we saw from the beginning of the Amud, that it, that was a reference to, that was showing 
that the uh, that the month of Iyar was still in the same year as the month of Nisan. So obviously it's not the beginning of the new year. Uh, that's to prove and at the same point. And then to show that Sivan can't be it. You see that Sivan is in the same year also as Iyar. It's not in a different year. And then finally it said finally it showed you that the second month of counting to the king is the same as the second month of counting to the year. And that was the conclusion. That was really what Rabbi Elazar brought to finish off the point. But basically this bright that gives all the psukim in shorthand that described the entire discussion that transpired on the previous Amut. Now the Gemara goes on, this is all true only according to the Jewish kings. But for the kings of the nations of the world, we count from Tishrei, this is a, this is a pasuk from the book of Ezra Nechemiah, Devrei Nechemiah ben Chachaliyah. Now this is going to describe how, Ezra, how Nechemiah eventually came to join his brethren in Babel to help with the reconstruction of Yisraelim. It was in the month of Kislev, Shenat Esri, in the 20th year, I was in Shushan Abira. Okay? So, and it says after that, and it was in the month of Nisan. Shinat Esrim la'al tachshast ha'melech yayin lefanav va'esat ha'yayin va'etena la'melech v'lo'ay dira lefanav. He's talking about how he used to be the wine steward for the king Artachshast, and he served him wine. And this was in the month of Nisan, and this was in the twentieth year. So wait a second, you see that it's in Nisan; it's still the twentieth year. And yet, before it was in Kislev and it was the 20th year. Now, if Nisan is the new year, how could it be uh, the 20th year still to Tachshast if in Kislev it was the 20th year to Tachshast? So obviously, we're not changing over the year in Nisan then. Obviously, for Tachshast, the Nisan was not the the month that created a new year for him because uh, it was 20 years for him in Kislev and still in Nisan. So it must be that we don't switch over to a new year until Tishrei. So Bishlamaich Mifaresh Tel Artachshast Elahai Mimaydel Artachshast. How do you know that the first see the first pasuk that said it was the twentieth year and I was in Shushan Abira, so that didn't mention Artachshast. So how do you know that was the twentieth year of Artachshast? Maybe it wasn't, right? So Dilma Leminyana. Achrina, maybe it's for some other measurement that he was measuring the twenty years in the first pasuk, right? I'm sorry, maybe it was for a different measurement. Papa said, and we saw this Shavah earlier in the Gemara. It says Shnat Esrim twice. Says Shnat Esrim in the first pasuk of Nehemiah. It says Shnat Esrim in the second part. So it's showing you that it's the same uh, measurement of twenty twenty. Uh, the 20 years mentioned in the beginning is the same as the 20 years mentioned in the second part. So then we have to go for the second point, which is how do you know that when he mentioned he was in Shushan Abira in the 20th year of Atachshas, that that happened, and it was Kislev. How do you know that happened before he was talking to him in Nisan? Maybe it happened afterwards, and maybe really the new year was from Nisan, and the Pasuk about Kislev was later. It says, "Lots of kedat achdetaniyat parim sheamar chanani lenechemia bekislev amar nechemia lenechemisan." No, because what chanani who reported to to nechemia nechemia in kislev he nechemia reported to the king in Nisan, and yet they're both in the same year, right? The parim sheamar chanani lenechemia bekislev sheneemar devrei nechemia ben chachalia vayibochodesh kislev shenat eschuim vayini tebishon abirad as pasuk we saw before, and he's going to tell what he heard vayavoch chanani. 
Echad me'achai, one of my brothers, Chamni, came, who of Anashim Yehuda, he came with people from Yehuda, ve'eshalem ala Yehudim, ha'pleta, asher nisharu menashevi, v'ani Yerushalayim. I asked him about the, the remainder of the exile, and about Yerushalayim. Ve'yomru li ha'nisharim, asher nisharu menashevi. And the, uh, they said to me, those who were left over from the uh, captivity, Shamba Medina, Bura and and he told me that they were in great disgrace and in great trouble. And the Chomat Yerushalayim and the wall of Jerusalem is breached, and its walls have been burnt down with fire. In other words, they reported on the cap the, the remainder of the captivity, meaning those who had gone to Israel now to rebuild, <laughs> things were in a terrible state. And then Amaran Ben Nisan. So this that he heard in Kislev, he then went and told the king of Nisan. So obviously what happened in Nisan happened after Kislev. He said, look, I wasn't looking bad in his eyes. Uh, everything looked normal. And then the king asked him, why is your face uh, look upset? Because he wanted to know. He said, you're not sick. You're obviously in a bad mood. I was very scared because you don't want the king to think you're unhappy serving him. He's going to be mad. He said to the king, May the king live forever. How could my face not look upset? Because the city, which is the, the place where my uh, ancestors are buried, it is destroyed. And its gates were consumed by fire. He's saying, he's very upset about that. So how could I not be upset about that? What, what is it that you want? So I, Nehemiah, prayed to God that nothing would go wrong. And I said to the king, If the king is willing. And if your servant finds favor in your eyes, uh, in other words, he's making a request. Please send me to Jerusalem, basically. to the. Uh, he wants to go to the city where uh, his ancestors are buried, he describes it as, and I want to rebuild it. And the king said to me, and the concubine was sitting next to him, or the consort was sitting next to him. How long will you be gone? When are you going to come back? And uh, it was good in the eyes of the king. And he sent me. And uh, I gave him a time that I was going to come back. In other words, the point is that he wanted permission to go help his brethren <coughs> in Israel, in Jerusalem. It's interesting just to point out that he describes it as Bet Kivrot Avotai. It reminds me very much of the uh, story of Yosef. Because you see that um, in the story of Yosef also, there's always a suspicion of a dual allegiance uh, that the Jews are still attached to Israel, that Yosef is still attached to Israel, and the fact that he goes to bury his father there is very controversial, and the fact that he doesn't want to be buried in, in Egypt is controversial in the eyes of the Egyptians. It means that I don't fully identify with Egypt. Here we see that Nehemiah, in order to comfort, basically in order to convince the king to allow him to go, has to say that it's the place where my forefathers are buried, because everybody would respect a burial ground. Oh, of course, the burial ground of your father, you have to respect it. But if he said, it's my country, the place I come from, and where, where I want to be, so then the king would be offended. So he, he didn't say uh, anything about that. He just said, it's a place my ancestors are buried, so therefore I want to honor it, and that the king could accept and respect.